thank you for this beautiful morning that you could allow us the opportunity and the privilege where once more we could come and bow down to the glorious name called Jesus. We humbly ask of thee, Father, that in the time of chaos, in the time of crisis, we know that you are still seated upon the throne and we know full well that we have our confidence in Christ, our King today. As many of our viewers, my God, will watch and will hear the message of the Lord Jesus Christ, my God. A message of hope, a message of salvation, a message of love. I pray, Holy Father, that you will minister unto each one accordingly. I pray, Holy Spirit, that we will never succumb to the evils of this world. But Lord, we will look and lean to Jesus, who is the author, the perfecter of our faith. And we believe our only hope is in Christ, our King today. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. He is our all that is in all today. And thus we are in awe of you for all the things that you have done thus far, that you have kept us, O oh God. And in the midst of this virus, Father, we believe that you are still seated upon the throne. Your word, unchangeable, immutable. This is the word of God. And we challenge each one today and every year of this, my God, the word and the message of hope today. As I look unto Jesus, I pray the faith will increase, my God. And Father, they will be ever so ready to receive you, my God, to you as Savior, as Lord, my God. And we are governed by this and this alone to the Word of God, that Jesus is life, that Jesus is life. He is life and we have Him in abundance. For your Word tells us, what man can do to us? What it is that man can give in exchange for his soul? What is man, the psalmist says, that you are mindful of him, O God? But yet we are privileged today to look unto Jesus. So Father, even as we would meditate and study your word for a few minutes, I know full well, God, that you will bless us and you'll bless every person that will hear. And those that are sick today, I command every sickness and every illness, every ailment, every virus, every disease, every cancerous cell, every tuberculosis, my God, every growth, my Jesus, Father, every power of the enemy, your word says, will be broken. You are still a God that heals, still a God that delivers. So I cancel every spirit and every yoke of bondage today in Jesus' mighty name. I speak deliverance upon those bodies right now, upon those minds right now, that God would heal and God will deliver and God will set free. I thank you this we know in Jesus' name, that whatsoever we ask in your name, we shall have right now, Father, we shall have this, my God. For there is no condemnation to those who believe in Christ Jesus today. We believe healing is for your children. Healing is your children's bread. And thus you will bless them. In Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people would say, Amen and Amen. So, 
Greetings one more, once more in Jesus' name. So as we hear the word of God, we believe that you will be blessed in Jesus' name. If you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to the book of Matthew chapter 25, reading from verses 1 to 10. And this is what the Bible says. And at midnight a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered saying, No, least there should not be enough for us and you. But go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Emphasis, and the door was shut. Today I want to speak about godly women, very especially today in this month of August, which is Women's Month, and we all are familiar with that. And we would never want to hear these words spoken. The door was shut and that we had no oil in our lamps. We had no oil in our lamps. This parable Jesus speaks about the bridegroom. And this parable instructs you and I to prepare ourselves. To prepare ourselves to meet him. Because we never know or will never know when he will come. And I want you to understand this. Those that are listening to me this morning. Those that are hearing to the word of God. I want you to know this. That we must not be so busy in our lives. Women, I want you to hear this. Men also. We must not become so busy in our life. And we mustn't become so troubled and worry about what is happening, what is going to happen and where we are going to go or what this virus is going to do to the family. We shouldn't worry about all those things. You see, too often in life, we place more emphasis on what is happening around us then on the one that should be the center of our focus, very especially in the last days. We know that this world is full of darkness. We have experienced it, that this world is full of darkness. And this world is missing the light of Jesus Christ. Don't be so caught up in the concerns of this world that you forget about the oil in your lamp. This is the problem that the world has today. And very especially in Christendom. That we are concerned of so much that is happening in the world. That we forget about the oil in our lamps. And this is why Jesus has come to remind us. Whether we have oil in our lamp. Or whether we are just broken vessels. We must be mindful of the Lord. We must be mindful of the Lord Jesus Christ. We must be able to read his word, study his word, attend to the service, attend to the word of God, attend to prayer. We must be ready for his coming. This is how important it is. And women of this world today, you have an important part in ministry. 
You have an important part in your family. You are the role models in your family. And this is why it is so concerning that you ought to have oil in your lamp. You have to do your part. Do your part. And he will take care of you. See, so often we wait for others to do their part in our lives, to effect our lives, that we will be blessed. But I want to tell you, if you neglect to take care of yourselves, if you forsake taking care of yourselves, who then will take care of you? You have to keep your oil in your lamp. Jesus is ready to attend to your every need. I want you to know this. In the midst of much uncertainty in life today, in the midst of much that is transpiring in this world today, Jesus is willing, Jesus is ready to attend to every one of you that is listening to me this hour. He's willing to attend to your every need. Have faith in God. Believe in God. You must be able to walk with God. And He will lead you. And He will give you, bring you to your final destination. You see, there's no shortcuts to the kingdom of God. This is something that the world needs to realize. There is no shortcut. There are no alternative routes to the kingdom of God. There is no alternative pathway to the kingdom of God. There is one way that is only necessary for every believer to keep on right now. It is the narrow way. It is the difficult way. And we know at sometimes it may be difficult to adjust our life. But we have to let go of this world. Let go of all that is in this world. And hold on to Jesus. Hang on to Jesus. Most probably, many of you ladies that are listening to me today, most probably, you've been betrayed. Most probably, there were extramarital affairs that was taking place and you feel so insecure. Most probably, there is mistrust or distrust. Most probably, today, your heart has been hurt or broken. You might feel broken, a broken vessel. Most probably, today, you might have been betrayed. Or most probably, in the midst of all these things that are happening, you are all alone and you don't, want, you don't have anyone to tend to you, to your emotional needs. You don't have anyone. You have been isolated, left alone today. You have been betrayed. But I want you to know that this despair that you have within you, this remorse that you have inside of you, this loneliness that you have inside of you. This. You need faith to overcome it. You need faith in God that God had promised you to give you all the desires of your heart. God had promised you in this world that he will never leave you nor forsake you. He will be with you till the very end of the age. Amen. God says in his word, delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. 
Read Psalms 37 verses 4. He's going to give you the desires of your heart. You might feel betrayed. You might feel lonely. Financially. You might be in a state of ruin. But there is a God. There is a God who is willing to undertake. God never breaks his promise. God's word is sure. God's word is certain. His promises are sure. His promises are certain. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And the Bible says God rewards them that diligently seek him. God may not come through you, to, through you right now. He may not come to, through you right now. But surely he's a God who is just in or on time. So your time will come. Your day will come when God will reward you in all the faith that you're placed in him. If you wait on the Lord, he's going to come through for you. Hallelujah. He's going to come through for you. So no matter what you may be going through, do not succumb to what is taking place within your life right now. Don't give in. Change your mind. Change your heart. See, Joseph, he was in the prison. But he knew he was not a prisoner. Though you might be in a prison right now, you know in your heart you are not a prisoner. This is why God took him out of a prison to make him prime minister. Why? Because he knew he was not guilty. You are not guilty of the things that have taken place in your life. I assure you this morning, don't feel this guilt inside of you for what you have not done. Joseph knew he didn't do wrong, but yet he may be accused, but yet he knew from the change of mind and the change of heart, Though he was in prison, yet he was not a prisoner. And this is what was the motivating factor in the life of Joseph. See, circumstances will want to enforce situations upon your life where you find yourself, you are guilty. You might feel betrayed today. Yes, Joseph was betrayed. But then the mindset that he had was able to transform his life because he knew, though I am in prison, yet I am not a prisoner. He was made prime minister. But you have to do your part. Church, you need to do your part. Your part is to keep the faith. Your part is to fill your lamp with the oil. And that oil is relevant that oil is significant and the oil speaks about the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> you need this oil. I need this oil to function without the oil of anointing. No man of God, no woman of God, no singer, no convener, no worker in church is able to function. You need the oil of God. You have to do your part and keep at it. Your part is to keep the faith. To walk that which God had called you to walk. Just because you can't see the bigger picture right now. Just because you cannot see the end result right now. It doesn't mean that God would not come through for you. It doesn't mean that it is impossible. God is a God that makes possibilities 
possible. Everything becomes possible in the eyes of God. All things are possible to them that believe through God today. And he said he will make these things possible just for you. Now, I want you to know this hour, don't hold on to all the negative aspects of life. Don't hold on to all the negative aspects of life. Remember Sarah. Sarah in her old age, she had faith and she believed God that she would conceive. She believed God and prayed for a child. Though she was well beyond her years of childbearing, you and I know it, was, it is biologically impossible for her to bring forth a child in her very old age. And it went against all the laws of nature. But do you know what? God came through for Sarah. Sarah kept the faith. Sarah believed in God. He believed in the living God. And therefore, against all the natures of the biological body, God made it possible. And he blessed Sarah with a child. He blessed Sarah with a child because God kept his promise. You see, we must be able to believe God that he's going to keep his promise. But what makes you godly today? A godly individual is the one that will look to the author, look to the perfecter of faith, who is Jesus Christ. And we see in the Bible, we see many times that the Bible is full of stories of women doing great things for God. Women doing great things for God. They were women of faith, women who put their lives and families and businesses on the line of their work for the Lord Jesus Christ, just to be servants. We see this in the Word of God. We see Women in the Old Testament, we see women in the New Testament in every role, from being poets to prophetess. We see all this taking place, the significance of a woman playing vital or being role models in ministry, in the church. We've seen this happening. But I want you to know something. God rewards his children. God rewards his people. Though we may live in dark times, yet God rewards his people. Hallelujah. He's a God of covenant. So in these darkest times that we are living in, we need to make sure that we have oil. Throughout the Bible, we see it. As I said before, the oil is significant. The oil is important. And I want you to know to be led today as the prophets were led. By the Spirit of the Lord, the Holy Spirit can lead us out of our darkest despair. The Holy Spirit can lead you today out of your darkest despair. It doesn't matter what you're going through. But above all, we need to keep 
our faith. We need to keep oil in our lamps. We need to keep oil in our lamp. We must keep, in other words, keep God inside of us. Yes, we might be broken vessels, but we need to keep God, that anointing inside of us. The only thing that God asks for you and for us today and for me today is to keep in Him all the negative report that you are hearing today in this world. All that is happening in this world today. The Bible reminds us to keep our faith, to keep our lamp burning. We have the promise that it only can be fulfilled only in Christ our King. Amen. So yes, these are dark days, dark times that we are living in. We haven't chosen to be here. We haven't chosen the time and the date whereby we will be born. But God has chosen for us to be in this relevant times that we are living in. You will find eventually that as God has promised through his word, that every sickness and every disease he will heal. He has promised you. Listen to the word of the living God. If we look at the word of God today, I want you to understand there is no other way where we can look to but only that one way that is found in Jesus Christ. If you look at the book of Luke chapter 2, reading from verses 38, or we'll read uh, 38, yes. And she, coming in the instant, gave thanks likewise unto the Lord, and spake of him to all them that looked for the redemption of Jerusalem. This, if you look at the book of Luke, Luke chapter 2, if you read it from verse 26 to 38, you will find within the context of the story, the relative issues that was taking place, you'll find a story of one prophet, or you can call a prophetess, Anna by name. Anna, that lived in the house of the Lord, lived in the temple of God. And she was old in age, but yet she never departed from the temple of God. She never strayed, she never went away, but she served God. Anna served God in fasting. Anna served God in prayers night and day. And she prayed for the redemption of Jerusalem. She was one that was constantly in the house of God praying. So I would say Anna was a fearful individual, fear, fearful in the sense of godly fear towards God. What makes an individual a godly individual? You see, godly people always will fear God. Godly people will always reverence the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Godly people will never succumb to the things of this world. Proverbs chapter 31 verse 30 says, Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. A woman that fears the Lord is to be praised. You see, women have a natural tendency of taking care of themselves, beautifying themselves. 
And we see this in society itself. But outward adornment is not greater than inward intimacy with God. Outward adornment is not greater than inward intimacy with God. You might adorn yourself outwardly, but within your heart, you may be far from God. This is why God requests of you today to have oil in your lamp. You might be a beautiful person, but inwardly, there's something that is lacking inside of you. This is why he says, charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. See, your concern may be many today, but God is willing to assist you this morning. Hallelujah. So rather than focusing on outward beauty, there should be something appealing inside of you and I. Something appealing to other people also. That a godly person will focus on. A godly person will focus on God first. A godly person also we must understand behaves differently. A godly individual. When she opens her mouth according to Proverbs 31, 26 to 27, him, she, it, the words are full with wisdom. The Bible says she opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. See, a godly woman remembers that her words have meaning and that caring for a home, a godly woman undertakes and takes care of their own home, her family. It is of utmost importance that she uses words to build and not to tear down. She helps guide, in other, in other words, she helps guide younger women in godliness themselves. Mentor. A godly woman becomes a mentor to the younger folk. This is what it's all about. Titus chapter 2 verses 3 to 5 says, Older women, likewise, are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good and, to, and so train the young women to love their husband and children, so to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. She does not behave a godly woman does not behave foolishly. There's a big difference. And rightfully, she protects that which is hers. Proverbs again says in 14 verses 1, The wisest of women builds a house. King James says, A wise woman builds a house, but a foolish one tears it down with her own hands. There's a difference between foolish living Foolish living will tear down, inevitably, everything in someone's life. Will tear down the family, will destroy family members. That is foolish living. Living in idleness, having no purpose in life, 
living away, structured, so you don't fear God anymore, living in idleness, being obsolete in whatever you require to be done, the emptiness, the vagueness of life itself. This is important for you and I to understand that it is God that is willing to take care of you. God that is willing to undertake for you. He is willing so that you will have this life and have it more in abundance. If you look at the life of a woman, a woman not in beauty in the outward appearance, a woman, a godly woman, internal beauty that comes, that will emanate from within her. I would look, like to look at the lady by the name of Elizabeth. Elizabeth, and we want to touch on the life of Elizabeth. A godly woman will always have the Spirit of God inside of her. If you look at the book of Luke, chapter 1, reading from verses 41 to 45, and you will see the context of this story that it will be relative to the issues of our life today for those that want the greater portion and the greater blessings of God, to have the Spirit of God. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. She was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to, to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, thy babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed, for they shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. So you're looking at uh, the context of the story itself. When they heard Mary was pregnant and Mary ha had a, a, a child within her, Mary conceived rather, the babe within Elizabeth, that was John the Baptist, leaped with joy. If you look carefully at Luke chapter 1, the account of the most unusual family in the Bible, and nowhere else will we see this that is happening. We see it in the book of Luke. The family, when they've come to know that the family, one of the family members was, was pregnant and a baby was coming forth, we see them being filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Not only Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Look at the family herself. Now from one Women we see relatively. Zacharias also, the father, was filled with the Holy Spirit. We see the child within her, Elizabeth, that was John, was also filled with the Holy Spirit. The entire family being filled with the Holy Spirit. In other words, the entire family had oil burning in the lamp. This is how powerful this family was, how powerful the family was. It shows through one woman, through Elizabeth, 
that some of the greater traits of the family of God, a godly family. See, this is why it's important for you to have the Holy Spirit like Elizabeth, like Zechariah, like John the Baptist. See, being the role model of greater things to come. And it was through this, the destiny of a great man, through Mary, Jesus Christ could come and to die for your sins and for my sins. Amen. This is how is important. So women pray, played rather a important role in biblical times and also in the times that we are, we are living in today. You ought to be faithful to God. I want to leave you with this today. You got to be faithful to God. You got to be faithful to the Lord. You got to be active participants in the kingdom of God, being role models to one another. This is what is lacking in the world today. There are no more role models, but we have to be, you have to be active role models in this world today. While she became a spokesperson, Elizabeth became a spokesperson for the kingdom of God and all the lineage was great men and women of God being born forth. And we see David in the same lineage coming forth and Jesus Christ also in the same lineage coming forth. Elizabeth is one that is faithful with a prophetic voice, prophetic utterances that will come forth from within her. She played a great role in the birth of Jesus Christ also. God is looking for his daughters, hear me. God is looking and he's still looking and he's still desiring that his daughters, his sons will become great participants playing active roles in the kingdom that, will, that, is, so, uh, that is advancing so rapidly. That will continue to do the work they will continue to flow in the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that are so willing to bring joy and hope to all those that remain faithful till the end. I pray that you will be faithful to the end. Be like the Samaritan woman who comes to the well to draw water from the well and meets and has a... a a meeting with Jesus Christ and a dialogue that goes on and so much that comes from the book of John chapter 4 reading from verses 7 to 29. I wouldn't read the, the entire thing but just by drawing water from the well or wanting to draw water from the well her destiny changes and a purpose changes in life to meet this one man Jesus Christ and we see Jesus says to her, Jesus said unto her, go call your husband. Go call your husband and come hither. In verse 17, the woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, thou hast said well, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands and he whom thou now hast is not the husband. In that saidest thou truly, 
The woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worship. Listen to what the woman says. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain. And ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men are to worship. In verse 21, Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe thou me, for the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship ye not what you know. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. In verse 23, but the hour cometh and now is. When the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is spirit. This is what Jesus is saying. God is spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. May you worship God in spirit and in truth. May you activate your faith in believing in the living God that you will be justified by faith in believing in the living God. May God bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord face shine upon you. May the Lord cause you to prosper greatly. May the Lord protect you from every disease and every virus. And may the Lord be thy guide and thy portion. In Jesus' mighty name, be blessed this hour. Hallelujah. God bless. <laughs>